I V M. Hello, welcome to Football Portal. My name is Saru, and I have Yash with me. Yash, what's up? Hey, man. We are two All people good. who have not seen any of international football, and it was. Our good fortune that we were on Cyrus Says podcast over the weekend, and Cyrus mentioned one thing: yes, that we yes. are very mean people. So, I, as I mentioned on the podcast, Cyrus <laughs> does not watch a lot of uh, football content online, so he is not aware of our friends like Truth, <laughs> General AFTV crowd, or Goldbridge to yes know how aggressive and opinionated online content does in football. So, irrespective of that, why don't in your in your opinions, why don't you try being nice? to people and just <laughs> like you know expand on the positive aspects of things sure sure and let's see how that works out right oh, uh we did not watch much of international football so but there are two three things which have caught my attention yep. the first thing is our dear friend and a yes look alike harry maguire scoring <laughs> a killer goal against albania if i'm not wrong Yeah. And then cupping his ears, trying to tell the crowd like I, I don't know what is he trying saying that look who's the boss now or whatever. And it that was to the critics. It was to the critics like oh I can I can't hear you or whatever. Oh like like John Cena you can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that obviously has taken all sorts of pundits from left right center to like massive reactions and how <laughs> Harry Maguire is embarrassing, right? Yeah. Uh, So the question is, was it embarrassing? Like, what was he trying? What was he trying to say? It was against Albania. Come on, man! Like, there has to be. Yeah, something. but it it was the opening goal. It was probably the goal that finally took England to the World Cup or whatever. Wow! And, is this uh, the new charitable yes? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm so uh, Mika Richards had an interesting tweet about it. Like, what is football come to? You can't even score a goal for your country and celebrate it. So yeah, so. Partially, I agree with him. I I know that Albania isn't uh, the best uh, opposition, but if you're having a horrendous season that Harry Maguire is having, and then you suddenly find yourself doing something positive at the global stage, you'll obviously celebrate. How have the general Manchester United fans taken to it? I guess they are the ones with the most issues with that celebration. <laughs> I I don't know. It, it it's divided opinions. It's divided opinions from people calling it. Absolutely uh, embarrassing to people completely ignoring it. That's the spectrum. Yeah, ignore it, man. Come on, he scored a goal. Give give the poor guy a break. Like what's going? He's had a tough time, and Harry Maguire has actually regressed this season for whatever reason. Yeah. And if that goal is like start of some sort of confidence building, yeah, give him a break. Come on. But this happened last season. If you remember, he had that altercation with the Greek police and. He had a pretty bad start to the season, and then he scored a goal against Newcastle, which turned his season around. And Newcastle are as bad, or were as bad as uh, Albania are. Yes. Now we are much better. Obviously, choose your words carefully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> One more thing regarding the England game before we move to the other important things is that they obviously played San Marino. and they took them to cleaners and then this started a whole debate on how there should be a pre qualifier and all of that nonsense like yeah. we sitting in india obviously at least i feel that's such a stupid thing to say because this is a qualifier 
and if san marino doesn't get an opportunity to play like bigger countries like it's a matter of pride right i remember we did an episode of mourinho going to marine when spurs went to marine <laughs> and yeah they knew they were going to lose but it it is a it is a big thing you're playing one of the biggest nations you're very happy about it so what is this whole hullabaloo about pre qualifiers like can can't journalists ever be happy no but see we picked uh, england versus san marino as one of the games to look out for and yeah but did not disappoint it turned up 10 nil uh i mean i i don't think it's, it's as clear cut as that the uefa have tried to uh, sort of make it an even playing ground by uh, including all the teams into the league system but then again they have come up with an unbalanced league like some groups have five teams some groups have six teams obviously that's not a uh, not a uh, level playing field for i mean people can complain that why do we have groups with different number of teams i think they should simply uh, have a common uh, number in their groups it should be either 5 6 whatever they can choose and i think there should be a pre qualifier for teams like san marino and come on why i mean Because... look we we've seen this in cricket as well and i actually felt so sad that people like oman and everyone who who like played out of their skin out of their depth to reach a world cup and they played in a some sort of a pre qualifier tournament for the t20 world cup which people were not bothered about which is kind of disrespectful right no but Uh, i mean again come on sir what is the point if you have you looked at the the scores that uh, san marino has raked up they have i think conceded some insane number i think more than 100 goals they have conceded in this tournament so what's the point and san marino is like a couple of streets somewhere in the alps italian alps or i don't know i mean these these european micro nations if uh, if they they can't i mean it it's it's a spoiler in the groups is what i feel if they play against each other and prove to be the best amongst these smaller micro nations and then they sort of make it to the qualifiers then it's different the only thing i would say is because again uh, where did he, where did marino go marine but see that that was a that was a league cup or an fa cup game that's a one off yeah. here here they played some 8 or 10 games where they lost 10 nil each time so i i don't think it does it does nothing for the confidence of uh, the national team either they they're much better of playing I, i don't know friendlies against other teams the only answer i would give to that or in reply is a country called north macedonia and there was they got one player of quality in their life who is goran pandev and that started the north macedonian revolution and they played the euros so you can't write off san marino all it takes is one one neymar to come from those three streets to change the fortunes of that country but not Macedonia was called a former Yugoslav Republic. Yugoslav have a proud <laughs> tradition in football, and it's it's a big country. You can't compare that to like these micro nations. I mean, you can spot North Macedonia on the map. It may be called North, but they are forced to by to do it by Greece. Otherwise, yeah. they're a decent chunk, a chunky country. Yeah. Okay. Let me play this hypothetical bullshit argument a little yeah. forward. By chance, India qualifies for the World Cup, mm-hmm. and they're pitted in a group with Germany. Brazil and just for like Tadej Baru's sake, Nigeria, right? Uh-huh. And then India gets whooped. Yeah, <laughs> by all these. We are very happy that India yeah. won the World Cup, but the entire world will say, "Why are you allowing these no, nations?" See, see, that pain will end in a month for the rest of the world. This these qualifiers take place over two years. There are ten matches instead of the three or four that they'll play at a tournament. 
so it's 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 a general waste of time is what i feel man i don't know i i i didn't take for you to be like you know let people be happy getting hooked by bigger nations to like you being against it no but it it just there are way too many arguments against this because otherwise i would have been happy with uh, there being a level playing field but i mean europe are accommodating them by just changing their group structures All so right. I, i mean eventually see what now what's going to happen there are there are 12 teams have, from europe have qualified for the world cup there are three more spots for europe now there's a straight knockout like two rounds of straight knockout in which uh, the teams that have finished uh, second and a couple of more teams from the europa nations league are going to play that knockout yes. system so instead of uh, making these teams play these knockout games having a couple of knockout games and knocking out maybe three or four weaker teams we're going to lose 10-0 anyway before the qualifier start makes more sense to me man anyway as but one thing is not in doubt that portugal and italy mm-hmm. they are screwed <laughs> yeah this is the worst case scenario i was looking at uh, what the silver lining is but i mean if, if i mean north korea has this system called the hex where they play a league again after a league but here it's straight knockout it's two legged straight knockout two gear two uh, it, it's basically like a champions league semi final quarter final and a semi final and anything can happen if you look at the teams below whether they are austria or north macedonia since you mentioned them they can easily spring a surprise yeah so i was looking at who like we are bothered about the bigger nations which is yeah. cristiano ronaldo's country and yeah. italy right yes so obviously both of them like screwed up so much in the group stage that it's come to this yes but dude they are playing in a diff, in a pot or they can be pitted against i don't know sweden wales no 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 sweden wales are also seeded so they can play turkey poland north macedonia ukraine and austria and czech republic who is tough everything is tough in this it's not yeah. easy no no none of these games are easy none of these games are easy so they are going to go through two rounds of these they should ideally win given that they have the stars and good managers or whatever but yeah i mean it's come down to this george jesus was a good assistant manager under cristiano ronaldo <laughs> on his own i don't think he is very good and i'm so happy with that result because my man the guy i like mitrovic <laughs> he he fucking screwed them over and oh cristiano's anger and that was just such a beautiful scene but what i you i hear you that you think that they should go through but think of something like poland versus italy and lewandowski decides to just turn up yeah. <laughs> and we are not going to see italian team who provided so much joy in euros again then yeah but they, they recently missed out 2018 i think they 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 weren't at the world cup event right no yeah so back to back world cup some it will be monumental yeah i mean portugal this portugal team missing out after they have uh, there are so many great premier league players it will be it will be heartbreaking that way i mean it will be as bad as netherlands to 2002 or 2018 <laughs> no but no, netherlands 2018 wasn't all that no, but genie genie winaldo <laughs> revived them yeah, yeah yeah oh man so I, when, when are these qualifiers march uh, yes there's there's a draw on 26th of this month and then we'll figure out who gets whose house crew That is, oh, that is that in is the next uh, next uh, international break will be the draws uh, will be how the many match. teams how many teams to go through from this three 
three. So yeah, so twelve teams are there. One round, six get knocked out, six go through. They play another round of knockouts, and three go through. Oh, it's like that. Yeah, I thought it was just a straight knockout, and whoever wins goes through. No, no, only three spots for Europe left. Okay, I want Italy, Portugal, and Scotland to go through. Scotland mm-hmm. has uh, ex Chelsea boy as a manager, and so. Uh-huh. Steve Clark's team to go through and Scots. I, I Stevie Nickel on ESPN uh-huh. was they were asking like you know what has changed in Scotland. He said earlier when we used to watch Scotland play, it was like you know okay when are we going to when are they going to score against us and when are we going to beat? But now we look at the games and we are like you know what if we like play decently well we can probably like win. Yeah, so, they are a decent team. I mean, I, I I would enjoy Scotland at the World Cup. Yeah, they they should come to the World Cup. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the Premier League and the league. It resumes this weekend. We've had a nice break. What is going on? What has caught your eye before I unload a few questions? Oh, so uh, there are obviously. I mean, unless you're under a rock, there are so many rumors about uh, Solskjaer getting the sack. Who's going to replace him? Whether it's going to be Zidane? Can Zidane speak English? But uh, given that uh, Ole is the escapologist that we all know, I think this game against Watford is going to be the turning point. He said, Ole, before the international break, said that we have to unleash our animal spirit against Watford. So there's yeah. no no hope in hell for Claudio Ranieri. And he might be the one who will get sacked and not Ole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so uh, this is nicely set up for him because Watford aren't a great team. And in the following... in the Following week, he plays a very important game against Villarreal, which if he wins, he goes through the knockout stages of the Champions League. So, I, if, if, if Ole wins these two games, I think he's uh, safe until he gets knocked out of next year's Champions League, mathematically. Ah, but he, I, I don't know. There this, all these rumours are just coming in through fans and everything. I don't yeah. think he, he's under any pressure and he seems to be doing all right. If they had to sack him, they would have sacked him like that Farker guy at Norwich, right? Right yeah. after the final round of games. Yeah, now, so, so you're saying even this Watford result isn't important. No, no. I, I think it's important because Watford isn't a great team. And uh, uh, yeah, so United have been badly beaten by teams that are decent, whether it's Leicester or uh, I think Aston Villa. Whatever, Watford, are, it'll, it'll be rock bottom from a league point of view if Ole loses this match. So, there'll be there'll be immense pressure on him. Yeah. One thing he doesn't have to answer for is mm-hmm. why you're not playing Paul Pogba. <laughs> He's escaped that question till yeah, Jan. Yeah, yeah. Blessing in disguise for him. <laughs> Dude, you can't blame Pogba. Come on. No, for, for Ole, it's a blessing in disguise. He doesn't have to come up with a formation to force fit him. Yeah. I, oh, I was reading this thing about Jadon Sancho. He wanted the number 7 shirt, but Cavani said, get out. I'm not giving any number 7 shirt. And then he got some other random jersey number. And then when Cristiano was coming, Kakawani, like within like one minute, said, Haha, you take my number seven shirt. So <laughs> I read this on the athletic. Yeah. I have not okay. read beyond it. But I mean, come on, this is this is expected, right? This is how uh, big fish it, small fish world that we live in. I don't think Jaden Sanchez is big enough for fish to deal with Kavani. Yeah, but he, he they spent 73 million on him, right? Yeah, big deal. He's still senior, no? <laughs> Senior bats here. <laughs> oh, that way. Yeah. And we see Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard is now the manager of Aston Villa. 
Yeah, we spoke about it last time. We all, uh, both of us, want him to do well and eventually succeed. Flop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That we will because I think in our hearts we know he is no cloth. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that will. Yeah. yeah. Who is his assistant manager? I don't. Oh, God knows. Wait, there some famous guy became his assistant manager. Let me Google this. Aston Villa assistant manager. <laughs> Google says Aston Villa assistant manager is also Steven Gerrard. <laughs> So the appointment probably hasn't been made yet. It'll be an interesting matchup against Brighton for him, the first game. Yes, it will be. And Dean Smith has gone to Norwich. The mm-hmm. man is. Damn it! We are, we we all were waiting for Lampard to come there, but unfortunately. Yeah, the question there is, you know, Lampard obviously he's been scarred twice, mm-hmm. right, with like a Championship club and Chelsea. So is he being too picky and too choosy, and is he like now reached that sort of Trishanku level where, like, you know, <laughs> like no, like he's but, but have have I mean, uh, do we know for sure that Lampard rejected Norwich and not the other way around? He, he okay. said he is not interested. Mm-hmm. So, enough. but he has been turning jobs down, down. Oh. Like, so I don't know, like. He's but obviously. see, they, I, I think he's waiting for a second stint at Chelsea. I think, you know, like maybe that's he good. wants he wants to be the next uh, Gusadink or whatever. No, the second stint at Chelsea, if when if and when they fire Thomas Tuchel, is going to be John Terry. <laughs> yeah, but the shelf life of uh, a Chelsea manager is less, and Lampard is young, so I don't think Terry will last long either. <laughs> then, then they'll get back Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> then there'll be a Roma manager who will come <laughs> again. I think that, that is inevitable, dude. Like I yeah, think Mourinho he was appointed in 2004, 2014, 2024. He is coming. Yeah, I am. I am just waiting for it. I think Mourinho will be appointed two times more at Chelsea. And <laughs> as much as people like to, like you know, say he's not built a culture at Chelsea or anything. This is the culture he's built at Chelsea. You either win or what you a win. joke, dude. He that most of what uh, the winning Chelsea culture was was built by him. From twenty four uh, two thousand four to two thousand six or whatever seven he was there. Yeah, that Chelsea but, carried on. I think even the Champions League, which they won in twenty twelve, was a lot of groundwork was done by Mourinho. Exactly right. So yeah. like any modern Chelsea was built by Mourinho in terms yeah, of yeah. attitudes, snarkiness, the fans being kind of like mean, <laughs> and all of that. Right. So wow. it yeah. it is a reflection of the man. I, I hope uh, Cyrus never gets to meet Jose. Dude, actually, <laughs> this is one thing which we, I I actually think Jose is a very very nice chap to meet mm-hmm. and to have. I think Pep Guardiola is the one who will have this airs of I am so great. I you guys are all beneath me. I don't think Jose is that sort of a person. I genuinely believe he has. Okay, let me rephrase. I, I hope he doesn't uh, have to deal with him in the in the uh, press conference. Afterwards. No, who, who will talk? Like, will Cyrus talk? <laughs> <laughs> and if he found us mean. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's like, damn, he's useless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and I think before we take a break, we should talk. And that is going to be my match of the week. But let's talk about a team. The team we support. We need to win. Now, yeah. I heard Amanda Stigley's interview after appointing Eddie Howe. She sounds very fine. She's like, yes, relegation is a real possibility. 
that is why we hired Eddie Howe because yeah. he knows how to get things done and yeah. and all of that is fine. But dude, they have to start. Yeah, this, this I think this is already like a six pointer because we're playing a pretty weak team right now. Not not a great team. Yeah, so it, it is, and he he has to start winning. You look at the table; it's actually quite scary. In the mm-hmm. sense that how the bottom three can drift away so fast and it's yeah. going to be... And I don't think Norwich... So we, we need to pull pull Brentford down towards us right now. That's that's the thing that, which we have to look at in this yeah. game. Yeah, beat all these very economical value for money clubs. <laughs> Just make it a team. Yeah. For, make it Just a mark, mark Ivan, Tony, well and Canos <laughs> and whoever. I don't think it's that simple, but who cares? <laughs> One thing in Eddie House press conference was his, he had almost lost his voice already. Just two days of that's training. A, that's a good sign. I think he's uh, finally coaching <laughs> lads, which he, he must have our man Bruce was not. He must have screamed at John Joe Shelby so much. <laughs> Dude, just... He took over the ground. <laughs> oh, God. Let's take a break right now. And after the break, let's go... Uh, yeah, like go swift through the results and see if you can come up with a player of the week. And then lend me also another player so that we are all... Actually, I have my player of the week already. and But you think about one and then we'll talk about it. So stay tuned to Football Twaddle. All right, welcome back to Football Twaddle. I have Yesh with me and while Yesh is figuring out without watching football who his player of the week should be, I have mine, Alexander Mitrovic. And there's only one reason because it gives me immense joy to see Cristiano like angry, frustrated and screaming at all his teammates. And the guy who made it possible was Mitro. So, dude... That was such a huge goal for Serbia. So, yeah. and yeah, so he is my player of the week. Dude, I think I, I have to choose between the two Harrys. <laughs> One Harry because he's like scored an insane number of goals and very few in the Premier I think he's not scored in the Premier League or has he, has he scored one? Who? Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Yes. Okay. So maybe one or two in the league, but he has scored so many for England now. Yeah, he's already about number 48 or 64 or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he will break that record at yeah. some point. Yeah, so I so, think joint between him and Harry Maguire. Yes, four more San Marino games and he will, <laughs> he, he will kill all the records. So, yes. so, you're choosing Harry Kane over Harry Maguire? Yeah, I guess so. Because, I mean, although Harry Maguire made all the news, I think… Uh, in long-term history, the goals that Harry, all the goals that Harry Kane will score will count for his uh, England all-time record. People like you praise him now only to pull him down later in a few years, <laughs> calling him a stat padder. <laughs> so, I I don't I don't think you're being genuine, but whatever. <laughs> all right, there are some very interesting games on the weekend. Uh, why don't you pick your game to watch? Oh, I I'll, I'll pick uh, Liverpool versus. Arsenal, the it's a it's an old traditional uh, big team game, and uh, Arsenal are flying high. They're unbeaten for a long, long time, and people yeah. are already praising Arteta to the heavens. But it, it, uh, was, it was a slow start, but he's got this time team moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's he's doing much better than I thought he would. I I, I just uh, wasn't too critical of him after losing the first three games, but uh, I mean. 
you went but, too critical because yes you want like <laughs> we want only to stay at manchester united you wanted arteta to stay at arsenal yeah but yeah, but this is this is a big test because uh, liverpool themselves have not started as well as they would have wanted to i mean despite the 5-0 against united they've drawn and lost a bunch of games and they don't want to be adrift of the top of the table so yeah, this is a cru- cru- quite a crucial game a good test for arsenal away from home they are only 4 points behind chelsea so what are you seeing they haven't started it's only 11 games man i mean if we, if they keep uh, dropping points it, it'll soon be un- unsurmountable no come on my god you are mean <laughs> i'm not mean like what what the hell yeah like you are saying that their start is not great they're just 4 points off the leaders after 11 games so it, it's been all right it's been good yeah but they're fourth it's it's not just chelsea it's man city that are that are ahead of them and arsenal are on 20 if they arsenal win this game they'll leap from from them all right okay it's time we spoke about west ham i mean i don't think david moyes is coming back to manchester united and we did touch upon it that antonio is old and at some point is just going to like you know the right he's just going to fade away but did you watch his goal against us no no Dude, that guy is not slowing down despite what we see on football twaddle and west ham are on third and they are at 23 points and they're playing wolves who are kind of struggling a bit this yeah. could be the season where there is another top four finish by a non top 6 team if you could say and that team could be west ham top four is a bit difficult for them but uh, but yeah Why? top 6 they'll they'll by manchester united assume that they will do so so and they'll finish fifth why can't west ham with the current form finish in the top four no but now that conte is at tottenham even tottenham are a decent uh, chance to finish in the top four Yeah, you think just banning Mayo is going to solve all the problems? Yeah, absolutely. All those fatties will now start. <laughs> Who is fat? Come on, yeah. You've no. seen Tottenham. You've seen Tottenham enough. Who seems fat in that or not fit? <laughs> What yeah. is? I don't know. This is like a very Conte PR machinery. Everywhere he's gone, always mm. people have been fat, and he's yeah. changed like ketchup and mayo. I think he's <laughs> he's like taken this part of the market and specialized in this. Anyway, so Tottenham are playing Leeds. This has to be an easy win for Spurs because Conte with his three-five-two and Leeds with like we'll keep midfield open and we'll see what we'll do. So, so yeah, I hope Tottenham have a shot. They haven't had a shot on target for like two weeks or three weeks now. If you yeah, add the international, that's quite play. insane. That's quite insane if you have Harry Kane and Hummings on in your team. Like. Exactly, I think Delhi Ali is the guy. He will be revived again. <laughs> oh, dude, Delhi Ali is such a myth. <laughs> you think he's still a myth? No, oh, I mean, yeah, he is still. A, I mean, yeah, when he played well, I think it was that Leicester season, right? When Leicester City won, yeah. that's that. That was a season. That that's how long ago uh, Delhi Ali looked world class. He's been that emerging player ever since. Yeah, I think he's Jesse Lingard's age now. Which is like twenty one. So, <laughs> if he's Jesse Lingard's age now, he was always Jesse Lingard's age. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when Jesse Lingard was actually young, he was young. So yeah, I mean, all right. So your game to look forward to is obviously Liverpool Arsenal. Ah, uh, what are what are your score predictions? Oh, I think Liverpool are gonna show them their place. I think they're gonna win three one. Wow, my game to see is Eddie Howe versus Brentford, a swash buckling one nil victory. For the Magpies, Abdul. that's what we want. 
and we will remain 19th on the table even after that victory yes to army here we go <laughs> yeah let us see why they would remain on 19th on table because burnley is on 18th and burnley who is burnley playing could Burn, burnley is playing crystal palace oh they may lose so yeah but not by six goals so that yeah. matter but anyway a victory is a victory for our time side army yes and so yeah i think a one nil victory will do fine for eddie how it it is written it is written in the, stars, in the stars as they would say uh manchester united they're playing watford we've already spoken there's a game leicester versus chelsea it i don't think it is that exciting because leicester are not having a very good season in particular so and who is man man city playing man city are playing everton and yeah so basically guys they're like three couple games. of tricky games but they they're just that they're tricky they're not big challenges yeah there are only three games to watch this weekend yeah. one is liverpool arsenal yep, yep. one is newcastle versus uh brentford and also burnley versus crystal palace only for newcastle fans and manchester united so everyone in the world talks about them so yeah that's it but i'm happy the league is back now there's no international break till jan feb right yes yes it's it's such a relief this 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 international break felt long yeah it did i i'm very happy the league is back and it's going to be a race to the finish now because i think by by december we'll know if ole is in the job if newcastle will be yep. relegated and that's the only <laughs> all the important things will be resolved yeah and chelsea are going to win as i said on mm. enough podcasts i think it's their league to win yeah. to make thomas tuchel the second greatest manager ever in chelsea's history <laughs> <laughs> yeah who is the second greatest manager in chelsea's history is it conte or is it ancelotti i would say ancelotti i don't even like conte so yeah all right on that note yes yep I hear you have a party today. Yes, a good time is what we look forward to. And that is why I'm forced to record during working hours. <laughs> so that I, I'm sure you'll find enough time in your <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Right. Bye, bye, people. Bye, bye.